Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. And it is from the show that's been voted number three on the top 15 podcasts on emotional intelligence by Spot, And so I am excited that you are listening to one of the top shows right now. And I'm in the command center of the Emotelligent Leadership Institute, where I'm going to dig into the vault and get today's show so that what you've come for, you will have. So let me reach in right here and get today's show. There it is. I got it. I got it. And put it down right here. And now we can dive into today's show. And on today's show, we are going to tackle the issue of what an emotional intelligent leader looks like or, or what are some of, some of the traits that you would see right away that would tell you that that's an emotional intelligent leader. Now, if you follow me for some time, you know I wrote a book that's called The Emotelligent Leader succeed where others failed and become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Now, this is basically, the book is based upon the idea that leaders who are highly emotionally intelligent and possess good leadership skills are more apt to succeed where others fail. And Before we even dive in, let me give you the definition of emotional intelligence that are emotional emotional intelligence that I will be working with in this episode. And I want to share with you Dr. Travis Bradbury's definition, which I use quite a bit, and you'll you'll see because I'll share the six traits. They are basically coming from his idea of what he called like uh, the skills that he've identified as well that help leaders who are able to to manage them well succeed. So the, the definition that we're working with or that he has stated is simply emotional intelligence is your ability to recognize and understand emotions and your your skill at using this awareness to manage yourself and your relationship with others, right? So that is the definition that we're actually using here. However, I want to add another definition because I think this is also helpful before we dive into the six traits to get an an idea or a feel of what we're talking about. And here's the other definition is your ability to, to make healthy choices based on accurately 
identifying, understanding, and managing your own feelings and those of others, right? So you, you find there is a personal aspect or a personal part of this, but it's also a social part, right? So it's personal competence and social competence, your ability to manage and be self-aware and then be others aware. That is basically what it is we'll be talking about today. However, before we dive in, and if this is your first time listening to this show, I wanted to say thank you so much for finding your way here. However you've gotten here, I'm so grateful that you are here. And I do appreciate, and I hope this will be your first of many visits to the Kings of Grand Show. If you have been here, um, and this is your return, you're coming back a second, third, fourth, 50th time, let me say thank you again so much because you've made this show what it is. And I truly appreciate that we are now, you know, we've crossed the 60 countries as far as listening, right, where our audience is. And again, it's because of you. You're somewhere right now in the world, in one of these 60 countries and counting, that makes this podcast what it is. So thank you for for doing that. And let me, one last thing is that this show is being brought to you by Kingspire Communications, which is a hub for leaders who want to get better results and know what works and what doesn't work in the workplace, right? How to motivate, engage, and inspire their their people to do great work. That's what Kingspire Communications is all about. Coaching, training, and keynote speeches. That is what, if you're interested in finding out more, just go to kingslegrant.com, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-N-T.com and connect with us and we can follow up with you for your next event that you're looking for a speaker from a trainer and or a, a coach, then this is where you need to go, kingsleygrant.com. So let's dive in then to look at what the six traits that highly, highly um, emotional, intelligent leaders possess. And, and, and I want you to track with me and see which of these you might be lacking in. Now, this is not a dig. This is not somehow a put down. It, it could just be that you need to do some work in this one area and you're identifying what that is. Maybe you might want to share this with someone who could be helped in looking at their emotional intelligence. You know, I, I coach people around this and I had a conversation with someone and we were talking about the emotional intelligence uh, test. Now, if you didn't know that there's a, there is a test that you can take that is an assessment where you can actually see how well you score in the areas of emotional intelligence and also what you need to work on. If that is something you're interested in finding out more about, then connect with me and you know can do that through social media on my LinkedIn page or just connect with me by going to thekingsofgrant.com and connect and we'll work on something there. But this person had taken a, a test, the assessment, like I have, and they were sharing with me how in the areas that they really did not score well. And we were talking about how that is an indication. It's not a label. It's just an indication that says, these are some areas you might want to think about. Because the person agreed that 
they fall short when it comes to social, the, the relationships that happen with them and their social interaction with people. And we were talking about all of that. And when I think about these six traits, I'm thinking, okay, this person could really, really be helped if they really focus on working intentionally on improving these areas. So then what then are the six traits of high emotional intelligent leader, of a high in emotional intelligent leader? Well, let's start with the first one. And this could be in any in any order, but I, I believe that the order you find it in, in this uh, show, is really a very, I would say a rule of thumb order. Just, just follow this order. I think it will really be helpful if you follow as I outline here. Number one, that person is curious, right? They they have a sense of curiosity. In my book, I talk about this in the Immortelligent Leader book that I've written and it's available on Amazon, I talk about the idea of curiosity. And I share the story that I I grew up in Jamaica and you might know this by now. And there is a phrase that we I, I, I heard and mainly adults are the ones who would say this. They would say, for example, curiosity kills the cat, right? And, and and sometimes it's like if you're having a curious moment as a child, they would kind of pinch your nose and or your mouth just or your cheek, just something to say in a joking way or fun way, don't be too curious now. Don't try to dig. This is not your, your area of, of concern. So it's almost like if you're getting close to something, is there a way of like pulling the curio- the card that says, curiosity kills a cat. Don't don't go poking. Don't go looking for something, right? And they would kind of, I mean, cause you to stop in your tracks. So if you're trying to dig, dig and ask a question, you know, I'm curious dad, I'm curious mom, I'm curious, you know, uncle, aunt, or whoever. And you may not say it that way. You're asking a question, so help me understand, or, or what, or how, and they don't want you to know something. They don't want you to get that information because it could be embarrassing, it could be something they're hiding behind. And they will say, curiosity kills a cat. And it's almost like pulling that card to say, go away. Don't ask any more questions and leave me alone, right? And, and that would be the case. And so I, I heard that. And I remember, you know, growing up, that's all is in, in my mind. And so I wrote an article one day and posted that on my LinkedIn and also my website that says, Curiosity didn't kill the cat. It almost killed my dreams. Now, what I meant by that was that, you know, it, it stayed with me. So if if and when I'm in a situation, classroom or otherwise, and I have a question, I was curious about something, I just like felt uh, almost like a check. Don't go there, Kingsley. Don't ask. Don't become too curious because don't forget, curiosity kills the cat. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And long story short, I was able to work through that. And now I am a curious person, which led me to writing my book. And I I talk about how leaders ought to be curious because that curiosity will get you information about your people that you really need to be a better leader, right? And so you can find that information there. But a high emotional, intelligent leader really 
is curious about their people because that's what it births something that's very important. And that's the emotion of empathy, right? It causes you to lean in and become more empathetic because imagine you're finding out something because you saw a behavior or just a, a mood of one of your people and, and you're coming curious. And, and when you hear the story or stories, hopefully empathy is derived. You know, you, you go in the place of empathy and they see you that way. And they're thinking, man, you care. You truly care. And, and, and that becomes a big thing, right? So the first one is curiosity. Become curious because that's one of the high traits, one of the, one of the traits of, high, of a high emotional intelligent leader. Number two, a high emotional intelligent leader embraces change. Now, I know change is not something that many people do well. Some people have a, a personality that really do not do well with immediate change. They can they change over time. You know, I, I, my wife, for example, she is not a person that ha, you know do well with change that is not somehow she's not prepared for. You know, I, I could really, you know, I'm not a person that just, of course, want to change for change's sake. But we had to talk about it and kind of giving her a runway before we take off the plane, a runway to understand where we're going, why we're doing this, how we're going to get there, and all of that stuff. And sometimes people are just that way. You might find that the people you are who are working for you, you're working with, or you're working for, so it's, you know, it's going to be looking, I mean, the person, people below you, beside you, or above you, that you're going to manage those, those relationships by um, not only being curious, but also embracing change. Be open to change. So people who are high emotional, intelligent leaders, they are flexible. They're adaptable. They, they are ready. You know, there are changes they have no control over. And they find themselves in a state of change or a place of change. What they do is they find a way to, be, to, be, to adapt, to become flexible. You know, one of the things I just said to someone recently, I said, you know, roll with the punches. Because what happened was they were raising an issue. I said, it could really be, it could cost you. I, I just say a word of caution from a friend, roll with the punches. Because the context was they could find themselves being treated in a manner that they're not, were not hoping for. And it could end something very, very um, helpful, very potentially, you know, um, financially helpful for them. And so they said, you know, thank you. And they, they uh, really adapt. I mean, heard what I was saying and was willing to make some changes there. Now, you and I, if we are going to succeed where others failed, we've got to work on this. Because I mentioned before, there's some things that are outside of your control. And when you're able to embrace change, because you may not have control over the matter or you may see the need for change and you're flexible and you lead that way, it really helps your people to become less, less, um, how should I put it, worry, less anxious, that's the word, less anxious because sometimes change can create anxiety and especially when there's a merger or there's a, a company that bought out another company, you know, that is a very anxious moment. So 
you as a leader have to lead in this manner where people can see you demonstrating your flexibility and your adaptability. That will help them. And that's what high emotional intelligent people or leaders do. Number three, knowing your strengths and and, and weakness. Now, it's interesting that I, I'm mentioning this here because one of the things I have been working on is helping leaders get better results. You may have seen that. You go to my social media, you'll see on my the backdrop, my you know my banner. It will say "Get Better Results," and what I do is help leaders do that, right? Get better results in the workplace. How to get better results with your people? How to get better results in their relationship? Right. So that's what I do. And in thinking about that, I'm wondering how can I scale this? How can I really help leaders? And if you have some ideas, right? In addition to what I'm going to mention, or may even have a better idea, then please reach out and let me know. But I, I thought about some modules, a course I can create where I can help leaders to do this very thing. And the very first module that we are going to work on that I have in mind is to know your strengths. How many times we've heard, you know, maybe not as much now as before, work on your weakness or strengthen your weakness. And, and so people spend time trying to figure out what they're weak at and work so hard at developing that, but they let their strengths almost like let it go. They don't really focus too much on that. And and the time spent working on their weakness, they're falling behind. They're not as being as productive. You know, their energy is really being being stressed, being stretched, being tapped out, and all of that. But knowing your strengths, for example, helps you identify, you know, what pushes your buttons and how with your strengths you can respond. For example, I know me, one of my strengths is is communication, right? Is the listening, is dialogue, getting conversation with people. I know that about myself. One of my weakness in the area of in that setting would be where if I get my buttons pushed and I'm not aware, I could quickly, you know, go from zero to, I wouldn't say 60. That's a, that's a push because I'm not that kind of person. I would say zero to 30, <laughs> right? You said, Kings, come on, that's no big deal. Well, for me, it is. And, and so if I know my strength is at Kingsley, your strength is in is being curious, is in being listening. What if you can get yourself in a strength situation? How would you do that? And I realize I may have to ask a question to slow myself down. I may have to uh, see what's going on and breathe in between the event, the trigger, and my re- response, right? So I'm, I need to know that about myself. That's a, a, way, a self-awareness aspect of emotional intelligence. And do you know that about yourself? If I, if I was to ask you who, what pushes your button, what would you say? What's your pet peeve? You know, again, one of my pet peeve is driving on the highway and somebody cut up before me and slows down. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> I'm thinking, if you're going to cut up before me, please speed up. Speed up. And, you know, that can, I, I just, one of my pet peeves, right? And just want to put that out there. Move on. But know your strengths, know your weakness, but don't focus and spend time working on your weakness. Just be aware of that. 
Surround yourself with people who are strong in the areas you're weak in and help them. Delegate that to them. It's your awareness of that that allow you to get better results because you're not going to try to spend time, you know, spinning your wheels around an area that you would have to spend a lot of time and energy on and still not get the results you're looking for. So do you know your strengths? Do you know your weaknesses? And with that knowledge, what do you do when you find yourself in a push-button situation or a pet peeve situation? Do you have a planned way of responding to that? And you don't do that while you're in the moment, right? You know that. You do it before the moment. So number three is knowing your strengths, knowing your weakness, weaknesses. It's very important, right? Number four, be a highly emotional, intelligent leader is a good judge of other people's character. Now, this is a very, how should I put this? This is a where I, I think about it could run the risk of being judgmental, right? And being a judger. Now, I'm not asking you to judge people, being judgmental of them. It's to have good judgment. Now, this is a difference. It's a very key, and please hear this. It's a subtle difference, but a very important one. What you're being asked to do here is to practice good judgment. You know, for example, I'm driving on the highway, going back to driving, and I'm looking at the traffic around me. I had to practice good judgment as to the distance I keep from the car before me. I got to practice good judgment of other drivers, right? I'm not judging them. I'm pretty much being more self-aware and my self-awareness allow me to be other awareness as other aware as well, you know? So good judgment does not mean be a judger or judgmental. That is the point I'm trying to make. Now, this is a social awareness aspect of emotional intelligence. It's where you are going to become exceptional at this. Learning people's behaviors, learning good body language, learning to be accurate in your conclusion, your estimation of a person's body language, right? And one of those ways you can become better at it is to ask questions. Clarify what it is you're hearing so you don't become a judger of something and judge people's character. That's not what you're asked to do. But highly emotional, intelligent leaders are good judgment. They do they practice good judgment. That's maybe how I should put that. They practice good judgment. And so they become good judges of people's of character, of people's body languages, and so on. That's number four. Number five, difficult to offend. Difficult to offend. Now, I find people have a hard time with this because some people are just so easy to be offended. You know, the least thing that happens, they'll say, that offends me. You're off- you offend, you know, that was, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. They, they're just, they're so, you know, you may hear this phrase, people wear their emotions on their sleeves or they're so emotionally charged. Everything is, is like, you know, it's, it's a, an extreme. And, and sometimes it's like they are considered to be an emotional person. And, you know, in, in a negative way, that's not a positive, that's not a positive thing. That's a negative thing. But a highly emotional, intelligent leader 
how he or she comes to this place is that they they will laugh at themselves. They will practice self-deprecating humor where they make fun of certain things. They make light of certain things. Now, not light of the job or people at people's expense. It's themselves, right? It's about them. And and what they also are, are self-confident. They, their identity is not wrapped up in what they do. And, and so when people tend to speak about what they do, they don't take it personal. They look at, look at it as a feedback. You know, I mentioned many times, and I heard someone said recently, you know, how uh, constructive criticism, you know, I'm not criticizing you, I'm only giving you constructive criticism, right? <laughs> well, you want to look at that person who is giving you constructive criticism. What have they constructed recently? Because you want to hear from somebody who really have good construct to get give you good constructive criticism or critique. But I just say avoid those words because it can become negative in, in how it comes across and so on. I just simply say just look at it as feedback, right? So you're looking at what you're receiving that coming in your eye through your eye gate and your ear gate as feedback. And if you're able to separate those things, you're it's easier to to manage your your emotions where you're not easily offended. Right? People who are highly emotional, intelligent leaders, they are not easily offended by what other people say or what other people do. They're separating the personal things from something that's outside of them. So they can hear even the hard feedback and 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 talk through those things. And number six, so we talked about number one is being curious. Number two, I mean, they are curious. Number two, they embrace change. Number three, they know their strengths. Number four, they're a good judgment, good judge of character. Number five, they're difficult to offend. And number six, they let go of mistakes. What they really do is try to learn from mistakes. Try to see mistakes again as a feedback of an effort made, right? And how I use a way of me framing this. This so it helps. I say a mistake, right? M I S T A K E is a mistake. You think about in the era of, of movie and video, right? You have take one, take two, take three. You've heard that, right? And you're thinking about a mistake is simply that you tried take one and it didn't go well, but you have some feedback. You now know what to do differently on take two. And you keep on narrowing down, narrowing down until you get your perfect shot, right? And you run with that. So a mistake becomes like a feedback. And what you're trying to do is separate the the activity, the event, whatever happened. And you're trying to look at the learning curve. And you're saying, oh, wow, and when that happened. And as you move on, that fades in the background. What only the residue of that is a lesson learned. Is what it is you're bringing forward. You're not bringing forward the negative, the things that didn't work. You're bringing forward the part that has been learned from that, which could work, and you're moving that forward with you. So you're distancing yourself between where you are and what happened. That's what highly a high emotional, intelligent leader does. Here's a question now is this. Which ones of these 
which ones are you missing or do you need to work on more? Have you identified, as I went through all these six, right? Do you find that you are missing some? Which which one are you missing? Is it the curiosity one? Is it embracing change? Is it knowing your strengths? Is it being a good judge of character? Is it difficult to offend? Is it how you let go or not of mistakes? Which of those pops out for you? I would love to hear what it is and or if you have any addition thoughts or comments to this episode. Now, if you do, one of the best places to continue this conversation with me is on LinkedIn, right where I post this episode and I, I'm looking for feedback. And if you listen to this, I would love for you to share, hey, Kingsley, I listened and this thought crossed my mind. You may want to add this. You may want to take, you know, whatever it is. Let's have a conversation. I would truly appreciate that on LinkedIn. So if you go to LinkedIn and just type in Kingsley Grant, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y, G-R-A-N-T, you'll find me, connect with me. Please follow me. And let's have an ongoing conversation there. So again, I hope this episode does one thing, right? It will get you better results. But number the main thing is that to remind you you're one skill away, one skill away from getting better results. And hopefully this this episode today has brought you closer. Right? And so with that said, my friend, we're coming to this part right now where we have to put this episode back into the vault and then say our goodbye. Right? So let's do that right now. Here we go. There it is. Now that this show is back into the vault, I can safely exit the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute. And with that, I can say my goodbye. You know, it's peace out. God bless. And I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.